And so something has to give somewhere. And so when we continue and we don't manage it, the body really becomes so maladaptive and things start to break down. This episode is brought to you by the brand new ebook, Diffusing for Beginners. I created this ebook because there's so much confusion around aromatherapy and diffusing and so much discussion and so much debating about what is safe. This ebook breaks down the mechanism of smell, the real dangers in your home from synthetic scents, and explains how aromatherapy can actually transform your home and space into a clean and natural haven. Discover the safety considerations around certain conditions like epilepsy, asthma, children, how to diffuse around pets, and more. Experiment with 48 different all-season diffuser blends. Diffusing for Beginners is available now on Kindle. I am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. Our bodies are designed to adapt to stress. Short-term stress exists in the body in order to keep us alive. So our body will perceive a threat around us and respond to that, release a series of actions and a cascade of hormones in the body that will spur the body into movement or help the body respond to a threat. So back in the day when we were cave people, there were, you know, tigers around every corner and the stress response that we have existed for us to respond to the threat of a tiger. All of the efforts of the body could be concentrated on getting away from the tiger as fast as possible so that we could survive. The problem is that today we're still activated like this, but we're, we don't have tigers around every corner, right? Instead, what we have are much smaller events that we still perceive as stress. The rent is due, the credit card bill is high, our kids are sick, or we need to make a million lunches and we have insanely insanely busy schedule and somehow we have to fit all that in there and we're supposed to drink water and we're supposed to meditate and we're supposed to exercise and eat clean food and grocery shop and have sex with our husband or wife and take care of the kids and go to work and earn money and be good at your job and get a promotion and rise to the top and be the cream of the crop and always be advancing and always improving. And oh yeah, don't forget your hot yoga class, right? Just talking about it stresses me out. We have all of these little, we live in a more convenient world, but we have these sort of innocuous threats that we perceive every day. And our body still responds to them as if they are a tiger. So we still release hormones. The body still perceives it as a threat. We still release these hormones and we have this, tend to have this chronic activation in the system. What we do know is that chronic stress and chronic activation of the system creates problems in the body. Long-term stress causes brain atrophy, neurogenesis disorders, we lose our neurons, we have reduction of neural pathways and the synaptic terminals, all of these things to say that our brain doesn't really work the same way. It affects our memory and our cognition and our behavior and we get mood disorders. It affects our mental health. The immune system is activated during a stress response as well. And so prolonged stress actually ends up leading to lowered immunity and more inflammation. So the stress hormones change and shift immune responses, which then suppress 
your immunity. So people who are chronically stressed have a lowered immune system and more are more susceptible to viruses and infections, have lower wound healing ability, and recover slower from surgery than those who are not. No, a normal stress response actually immobilizes the immune system. So we, it actually gets little our little cells and our little fighter cells ready to fight. And they actually immobilize to the location that is most likely probably going to have endure some sort of accident. So probably your skin. That's this sort of where they migrate to. The body knows that you're going to en- endure some kind of a injury, be hit, you know, cut, whatever. So it, it mobilizes these cells. Cortisol is also flushed into, this, into the body to, to actually suppress inflammation. But when the chronic stress is present in the chronic activation, when our system is constantly being activated to do these, these steps, the cells actually end up becoming resistant to cortisol. So then cortisol can't stop the inflammation, which then leads to ex- the body producing too much inflammation and leads to exacerbation of disease. And this is actually how chronic stress is associated with autoimmune disease. So chronic stress is actually dangerous for us. Our bodies normally adapt well. Stress is meant to spur the body into action, into different activations of, within the body that help keep us alive. They do very beneficial things. But when we can never turn that down and when we are unable to adapt to stress then, when the body becomes poorly adaptive, then we have serious problems. There's a reason why cortisol is called the death hormone. And it's because such high levels of cortisol, chronic levels all the time when you can never turn it off, when your body doesn't know when to stop, results in serious health health complications. So I became really interested in stress management myself personally when I was diagnosed with my own autoimmune disease. And I, I have Hashimoto's disease, which is a autoimmune thyroid disease and it affects many 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 women and lots of men as well and I became really interested in learning how to manage stress because I was living a really stressful life for about 13 years my stress was incredibly high and as well things like the stress of pregnancy on the body that that was a mitigating factor in the development of my disease. And so I became really interested in stress for myself. I just was having such a hard time managing in life. And I I walked around with a constant feeling, you know that feeling of when you're at the top of a roller coaster and you just tip over the edge and you start to fly downwards and your stomach is up in your throat. I was walking around every day with that feeling in my body. And so I had this habit where I was ignoring my body and ignoring the signs in my body of what was happening. And I just started adding more things to do and telling myself I was fine and just taking on more and working more and working harder and having more kids and and not asking for help and not paying attention to my body. And then that eventually led to collapse. And kind of around the same time, I started in my clinic, I started having people coming to me asking about stress management. And I started doing some studies on stress management with aromatherapy. And I started digging into it a little bit. And 
many people actually turn to aromatherapy because it's a great natural option with very few side effects and very few drug interactions. So if you're on some pretty complicated medications through your physician, then some of these tools that I'm about to share with you are excellent complementary therapies because they have very few side effects. So aromatherapy is often misunderstood in how it actually is used for stress. People think, oh, you just have a nice, lovely lavender bath, or you just, you know, smell, spray a little bit of lavender, or you just smell a little bit of lavender. It's actually much more effective than just that. And here's why. Studies show that simply inhaling, simply smelling lavender, so lavandula angustifolia, which is true lavender, orange oil, and clary sage oil, just by smelling the essential oil, actually reduces salivary cortisol. So they measured the cortisol in the saliva before and after. And just by smelling these essential oils, cortisol was reduced. If you can just smell an essential oil and it actually changes the hormone level in your body, the physiology of your body, that is an incredible action and an incredible tool for you to use for stress management. So what we started doing was taking these essential oils. So we no mostly took lavender, orange, vetiver, clary sage, and bergamot, and we started putting them together into a blend. We also chose bergamot and vetiver because, because vetiver actually increases alertness and it actually changes some of the brain waves just after smelling the essential oil. It also has anxiolytic effects as well, which is anxiety reducing. So we chose vetiver to put in there to help better help with some of the interaction in the brain. So some of these higher brain waves um, that we've seen in some of these studies are associated with anxiety and anxiousness. So vetiver's ability to change those brain waves lends itself to relaxation and reflection states. So it actually helps calm the body down. That's why we chose, we chose vetiver. We also chose bergamot because, again, for its effect on salivary cortisol levels. So people who inhaled bergamot essential oil also had lower salivary cortisol, had lower cortisol and some shifts in the body that indicate that the parasympathetic nervous system was being activated. So this is your parasympathetic nervous system is the part of your nervous system that is for rest and digest. These are the parts of the body that are not that are kind of turned off during a stress activation. So inducing that helps the body go into relaxation. So these essential oils have a very measurable effect on the nervous system. And so what we started doing was putting these oils into a blend. And we started giving them to some of these, some of these clients of mine. And we had them start to apply the essential oil on the body, mostly on the, the brain stem. And this application was specifically for for interacting with the nervous system right at the, at the spinal cord. So we know that the body perceives some of sensory information in through this area. And so we chose them to be used here. And then we had them inhale the essential oil as well. So one of the things about inhalation is that even when you apply it to your body, you're still going to smell it and you're still going to inhale it. But we also had a very controlled, specific action for them to use, which was to put the essential oil, so they would put the essential oil, blend the Synergy on their hands and apply it to the back of their neck. And then they would take the remaining essential oil that was on their hands and cup their hands over their nose and breathe in deeply. And, and so we would have them do that for 
at least a minute, breathe that in for at least a minute, and then they would do this a number of times throughout the day. And what was fantastic was that they started seeing improvements. They started having better sleep. So 50% of them had improved sleep. So they were sleeping longer. They were feeling more rested when they were waking up. 60% reported lower perceived stress. 70% reported lower anxiety. So they felt calmer, less edgy, less jumpy, less physical sensations. So aromatherapy was effective in this stress management. The conversation around stress can be somewhat dismissive where we don't where we don't give it the attention it needs when we don't manage stress it causes serious problems it leaves the body maladaptive so we cannot react appropriately to events in our life to viruses we might encounter to any other little stressor over time and i can speak for myself personally in this in this situation as well over time it leads to serious concerns and it leads to a development of other concerns in the body. For myself, it resulted in collapse. When, and when you put that much on, on a system and when you continually to stress the system and activate the system and continue and continue and continue and continue, there's only so much it can take. And so something has to give somewhere. And so when we continue and we don't manage it, the body really becomes so maladaptive and things start to break down. And so the more that we can control our stress and the more things we can do, the better off we're going to be. Aromatherapy is a holistic therapy. It's a holistic complementary therapy. And so we're looking at all of the ways we can reduce stress in someone's life. This includes using aromatherapy, but it also includes looking at the food you're eating, the amount of exercise you're doing. Too much exercise is also a stressor on the body. And if you're already in a maladaptive state, you know, going to train for a marathon might be too much stress for the body. Looking at your relationship, what is contributing in your relationships and in your environment that you can control or that you can reduce? How much sleep are you getting? That's one of the the key things that we focus on as well. And there's going to be some things that you are not able to change. There's going to be things like, Maybe you can't get a new job. You know, you need to work in the environment that you're in. But what are the things that you can offload right now that can help your stress management? What can you give to somebody else, delegate to somebody else, say no to right now that can make you feel less overwhelmed? And then start adding in some of these little tools. Aromatherapy is a fantastic way to help the body respond lower some cortisol in the body so that it's not so overwhelmed. What's really important to understand is that we, we don't always get to control how other things that happen in our lives. We can't always control that, but what we can control is how we respond to it and how we manage it and whether we take steps to cope appropriately and adapt appropriately or not. So we can prop the body up so that it's quicker to come down from a stress response, so that is more adaptive, so that is not chronically activated, so that our coping mechanisms are more beneficial to our system, so that we're not always in the state of chronic and constant overwhelm and constant upheaval in our life, because not all stress is bad. 
It's more about learning how to keep the body well, keep it propped up, keep it responding properly so that it can come down from that, so that we're not getting sick, so that we're not being completely overwhelmed and our systems are not completely breaking down, so that we're not missing work because we can't function. So those are five basic essential oils that we have used in our clinic and have found some great response to. Lavandula angustifolia, citrus bergamia, which is bergamot, vetiver, sweet orange oil, and clary sage. The only essential oil in that group that has a contraindication or a precaution is the bergamot. Everything else, there's no drug interactions, no contraindications. Bergamot, you just have to be careful in the sunlight. Either use Ferrano coumarin-free bergamot or make sure that you don't that you don't go into direct sunlight after applying it to the body or make sure your skin is fully covered if you're going to be in sunlight. So this is a wonderful tool that can be very helpful for you and your stress in today's insane world. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.